Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. We are here to discuss episode five, The Challenge, Rider Dies. If you'd like to become a patron and listen to bonus content where we talk about, I would say we talk about the show in a much happier note. I saw someone left a comment <laughs> on the podcast about how uh, all we, well, not all that we do is talk shit about the show and that we don't like the show. Realistically, we've liked four out of the last five seasons that they've done. The people four? That, uh, well, I guess how many, how, however many All-Stars, USA, and then this, right? Because have all of the All-Stars come since Spies, Lies, and Allies ended? Not that no, All-Stars two one and... aired before SLA. Yeah. Okay, so four out of the last six we really enjoyed, but the people who listen to the public feed aren't actually able to hear us talk in lighter <laughs> tones about the show because all of those other recaps are behind the paywall at Patreon. So if you'd like to listen to us talk about the show in a much happier uh, mentality, you can go to patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles and subscribe for $4 per month. What did we think of episode five of the challenge writer dies? Pretty good rebound episode for me. I give this one like a B plus. I thought this was, Pretty significant improvement over last week. I liked how they handled the conflict in the episode much better. I liked how we get to see Jay and Michelle kind of fumble their way through a complicated political situation. And then Laurel, here's her being her usual intimidating self. I thought, and Mission was good. Elimination was fun. I, I thought this was a much better episode than last week. Yeah, this was a great episode. I think it was the best one of the season so far for me. I really, 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 really enjoyed everything in this episode. There was no crazy bad editing moments for the most part. There was some things I could nitpick, but why nitpick something that was actually pretty decent? So, Yeah, I thought it was good overall. There was, I thought, one pretty bad editing. Uh, it, there was one issue that I had with editing that happened during the elimination, or it was pretty much the elimination in and of itself. But I thought the conflict mm-hmm. with Jay and Michelle was good. The mission was solid. I thought the email party was actually kind of funny, and they used it in well, a very good way too. to set up the conflict that would happen the rest of episode five. So overall, I thought this was, this was a good episode. I would give this B, B minus. I I think it was very good. What do we think? Let's talk about the big topic from coming out of episode five. What did we think about the move that Jay and Michelle made? What move? The 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 seven wrong ones? Like that 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 was kind of what it's I mean, like for I, I'm more sympathetic to them than I think other people are. Because I don't really know. I feel like they're. I, I almost wonder if when. I feel like if their their objective going into the game was like, okay, we're gonna have Michelle try to get in with the vets, and Jake gets in with the rookies, and we'll just go through the middle. And they realized once Johnny and Nani won, and put them in that oh, that's just not gonna work. And so then now I feel like they were just like, okay, let's just try to put up the four teams that we just feel the least good about generally. I don't think. Um, I, I don't think that's what they did. So I well, think that. I think that the people that they put in weren't that bad. I don't think it was necessarily a bad move. I think the execution wasn't great. And I think kind of what this showed was the complete lack of respect that a lot of the people have in the house for them and just how they play the game. I think almost by and large, any vet that they would have put in would have had an issue with them and what they did. I think what they were trying to do is put people in that they thought were least likely to be able to win a mission going forward And also at the same time, try and save some people that they were close with. Because if you're not winning missions in the game, 
you have no value to them, right? Because if I don't think I don't think that they wanted to throw in Johnny and Nani because they've already won a mission, and I think there would be a reasonable chance that they would win a mission going forward. I think that's why they didn't throw in Fessy potentially. I think that's why they didn't throw in. Um, let's pick another name, for example. Tori and Devin. Tori and Devin. I think they're second this pretty week. likely to win going forward. They're not going to throw in Amber B and Chauncey because those are people that they're aligned with very closely. And that's why it came down to the people that they ended up throwing in. Thoughts? I don't know, man. I just, they did everything wrong in executing this. Like just the worst job. Okay. First of all, if you're going to throw Laurel into elimination, you should have pulled not Kim and Colleen in because Laurel is going to come back and hunt you down like a Terminator which we will get into that in a few minutes when we talk about the rest of the episode. So by throwing Kim and Colleen in, that's a number for them. Like they're at a place where their alliance, if they actually want to do something in this game and stay protected, they should have buddied up with Darrell and Veronica. They should have buddied up with Kim and Colleen, made sure Amber and Chauncey were on the same page. And then I would have tried because even though Laurel is quote unquote connected to her friends, I've also not really seen any evidence on the show thus far that she and Jack aren't willing to make some interesting moves. And so what we, what they should have done was band up with those people and they would have had a numbers of five and Kim and Colleen actually performed really well in that mission. That was a really good performance for them. So they're not incompetent they're just got the odds stacked against them. So Jay and Michelle even said on the episode, direct quote, we realize we are at the bottom of the totem pole in the Alliance. Well, if you realize you're on the bottom of the main Alliance, it's time to find some new friends and try to make your Alliance the dominant one, because if not, they're just going home at some point soon. Anyway. Well, well, so what should they have done? The the issue is that none of those people, I I think pretty much, none of those people have won missions to this point. It really doesn't matter like the total amount of people that you have in your alliance. What matters is the people in your alliance that have a chance to win. Like if they just keep think, losing, I mean, the only benefit then is just, okay, maybe they'll save me if they pull the safe dagger when I'm in the bottom with them. And I think with Kim and Colleen, that's somewhat realistic possibility. It's still enough of a remote outcome though, where that would not be at the forefront of my decision-making process. I just don't know if they had a good move to make here. I, I, I just, I don't, yeah. That's the hard part. Yeah. And the one thing that I think their biggest mistake is okay you trust nani that's cool do you really think bananas is going to keep his word and save them if he has the opportunity do we really think that he's gonna okay i either have to throw in laurel and jack because the numbers are where they are or i have to throw in jay and michelle because i quote unquote owe them one do we really believe johnny bananas is going to see them as an asset to him and do them a solid I don't know if that's what it necessarily comes down to. We would have to go through the numbers and see where it breaks out. But I don't know. I could see him like maybe throwing them a bone one round if the situation came to it. But I don't know if he's going to stick his neck out much more than that. I don't know if they're going to have... like I just don't know that they're going to be able to move up the total pole far enough for that to possibility. Like, I obviously, agree. Like, cause there's just They have enough friends of team, that teams that they're actually like friends with. That you gotta pick four teams for elimination, man. Maybe they're not gonna go directly this is, in now. It's changing but... though. Like we know that this is changing. They have to change the format. We're running out of teams. But do you just think that they'll switch it from uh, the uh, like a pair goes into one person goes? 
No. Yeah, I, 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 I think that so how many, if, if we, they're going to keep this for a while. No, there's no way. If we plan to have 17 episodes this season, they have to change the format. Like, I've, not heard, I've not heard that it's 17 episodes. I heard it was less. If it's less, then we, if it's less, we can continue the format. But even if we do stay in pairs, then they would have to start throwing in less teams into the dagger draw. Mm-hmm. I, I see Which, what you mean. They'll have, they'll get, four is just a lot, right? Like that, that, yeah. that's just a lot of teams to go through. So they'll have to trim that down to some level at some point. Yeah, it's just like like they, they, we have Horatio and Olivia who are still hanging around. Who they can be above them on the totem pole. It could be above like Amber B and Chauncey, I guess. But they're not going to be above. They're not going to be above Tori and Devin. They're not above Casey and Kent and Kent, um, Kenneth. They're not going to be above uh, Fessy and Mariah, especially with Mariah and Johnny hooking up now. And I, I don't think they're going to be even be above Nelson and Reese. Like it should. Uh, they're not going to be above Laurel and Jack or Darrell and Veronica. Or specifically on Johnny and Nani's ladder, they're looking at. I, I just don't think there's much room for them to climb up it. I almost like cause, so. My thing is like. It just feels like they're gonna—they're just dead. Anything they do, I, I don't know what their play is. It's gonna be successful. My that, my my thing is maybe you just try to really swing for the fences and they just take out a, a good team or two, and then like yes. okay, we'll just optimize our chance of winning missions going forward. Yep, that's but what I would have that, done. That's why I say you try to band up like this one episode. It's they should have thrown a Steve Mankey. If you're going to, this might be the only mission they're able to win all year. So if that's it, you've got one shot. Don't miss your chance to blow here, to quote the great Eminem. So what you do is you throw in Tori and Devin, you throw in Bananas and Nani, you throw in Anissa and Jordan, and then you throw in the fourth best team, whoever you think that is, not Casey and Kenny, because they suck. And then you you roll the dice. All the vets are going to hate you and target you. But they've already kind of done that. Bananas and Nani threw them in week one. So it's going to be real easy for Bananas to say their name again anyway. So at that point, at least, you are telling Horatio and Olivia, hey, we're in the same boat. Hey, Amber and Chauncey, we're in the same boat. Hey, Nelson, we know you're kind of floating in the middle. We're getting a little momentum over here. And hey, by the way, we just had uh, pretend Tori and Devin just went in against Bananas and Nani, and now one of them are gone. So to me, they should have swung for the fences and thrown the Hail Mary here because if they didn't, they've completely missed their chance to get to the final now. Like, it's gone. They're done. My thing is, we bring up the Steve Mankey thing a lot. Like, he went out next episode. Like, it's yeah, this swinging is, for the fences like this that. There's is, a, lot, a lot of downside. That was his only play, too. No, this is, I think this is a completely different scenario because he was in a situation where numbers actually mattered. Your numbers don't mean a goddamn yeah. thing here. They don't mean fucking shit. Like, all that matters is the people in your alliance that actually have a chance to win a mission. Chauncey and Amber B, they don't look so fucking hot. Uh, who, who else is in this sh- sh- who in this potential shit show of an alliance? Horatio. Uh, they could potentially Kim, win. Kim, they could Kim win. and Colleen, like, they don't look very good. Horatio's good, but Olivia, I think, leaves a little bit to be desired. It's just not looking good for that side. Yeah, I mean, look, that's what we would have thought coming in, right? That these rookie teams would have been pretty DOA. I, 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 I just, I, yeah, I really just don't know what's supposed to, I, I would have probably just swung for the fences and like, let's just try to get some of the bigger teams out of here. And my point with that is if you take out a really good team, that just increases your chance to win missions and your alliance's chances to win missions going forward. That would be my sort of overall thesis of the, thesis of the case. I, th- I think what they need to do is they just need to try and figure out whatever it takes to be able to get on somewhat good terms with these veterans. So the next time they come on the show, they're not in this exact same situation because that seems like what's happening. 
This is Jay's third season on the show, and he's pretty much treated like a rookie. Uh-huh. There's a lot of people in the vacation alliance already, and they all draw on every season. Like <laughs> I don't know if they're taking new applicants. Yeah. I think the other problem they have is, is there is just a stigma of coming from Big Brother and Survivor. And so the way the challenge vets look at it is, is okay, there's rookies. Then there's some Big Brother people. I know Casey and Fessy and Josh are part of the Vacation Club. but They kind of helped found it. And then Survivor. And so that's kind of the hierarchy of what they have now. And so because the majority of the people that are in the house didn't come from Survivor, it's just an easy, stupid, throwaway reason to throw those people in every time, whether they're worthwhile or not. Okay. We've talked about Jane Michelle's decision. What did we think the second biggest talking point coming out of episode five was? Laurel. Um, well, so I was going to, the other thing I want to talk about, do we think Laurel and Michelle actually had like any unaired negative interactions or is Laurel just like terrifying to be around? So Michelle thought she was out that. I think she was just paranoid. I, I think I think she said it in one of her confessionals herself. Maybe she fabricated all of this in her mind that there was some type of negative interaction with her. And I think Laura was genuinely caught off guard by the fact that Michelle started to come after her because in her mind, there was literally no reason for that to happen. Yeah, I think part of it too is you could tell you could see the very strong difference in the communication styles and that one interaction they had. Where Michelle was trying to be like, kind of like beat around the bush and be like, oh, so like, how do we move forward? And da 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 da. And Laurel's just like, just like, tell me directly what you want. Laurel does not want to like, play what, around. What, what do you want? That, I thought that moment was really good. And I thought it was really good in the interrogation when Jack and Laurel came and sat down in front of them. And Laurel just, <laughs> she sat there and looked through her soul. Just like, didn't talk. That is a scary woman, man. Do not piss yeah, off Laurel. She's, she's terrifying, bro. Jay looked uh, terrified by the end of that conversation, or lack of conversation, dude, really. You know it was bad? So they just I think they were just completely in over their heads. Because after the first conversation that they had in deliberation, Jay looked down. They were both like, what the fuck did we do? Like, this is going to go terrible. All of these are going to go bad. Because Veronica and Darrell came in in the interrogation and veronica pretty much explained to her them how the game works (laughs) she's like okay this is what you did wrong this doesn't make sense because of this it's not very clear what you're trying to do here i think part of it too is that these interrogations used to always be used to like negotiate things out with people and now since bringing somebody in is already moving them a step into being closer into like now you're already up Mm -hmm. for elimination there's nothing i can do to save you once you're in the everybody's mad when they walk in that room everybody's already angry so winning's nice, right? Because it gives you a bunch of power, but there, there's no way to do this and not burn more than a couple bridges. Because at this my point- question is, how in the hell did Michelle win Survivor and make it all the way to the end of season forty with political instincts this shitty? Dude, like, so how is different that games, dude. Season forty, though, like I think she was just taken there. I didn't, I didn't think she really had any significant chance of winning. She didn't get, she didn't get yeah. one fucking vote. Well, I that's what I was hand. talking about. Actually, with somebody in Discord, is it actually felt like Vlachos took her to the end because he knew no one would vote for her. Like, and then, period. She, and then in the season, she was she never won. going to get a vote. And in the season she won, it was the most one of the. She's one of the most controversial winners of all time. I think that's being a bit harder. I think it's just different games. I think that her clearly how she was trying to like go about making an alliance here was just not how people were doing it. 
like when you're on Survivor or Big Brother, people try to be a bit more discreet about who they're working with. It's not always the most public thing. And it's also a lot more likely to like flip voting blocks as the season moves on. The challenge doesn't work like that. Like we know every time we show up to a season who's working. And it's yeah. a very direct terms of like, hey, this is what I'm going to do for you. This is what you're going to do for me. Okay, let's roll. And we don't have to backstab anybody. That's just different than what she's used to or what anybody from Survivor is probably used to. Yeah. There's honestly very little backstabbing that ever goes on on the show. It there really isn't. In I recent think that's history, overblown things. You just don't need to. There's maybe one controversial moment a year in terms of backstabbing, yeah. but even then, the last few years, there hasn't been that at all because the vets just kind of run the alliance and this thing ticks down to the end. So that just is what it is. But the other thing about just Michelle's politics here, okay, she to have one survivor, whether she's controversial or not, whether she flew under the Is radar to make the final three or not. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Fine now. All right. So my point was, Michelle, she did win. She did make it to the final three. So whether she's controversial or not, whether she was brought along as the scapegoat vote for the final three so that you know all the votes would go where they needed to go. My question is, is how can you literally have this little political awareness? Like, She's played Survivor for almost 80 days, and she hasn't picked up something about how to talk to people and figure out where things are. Yeah. They're just different games. It's just a different thing. Like, I, you know, know. I, I, I hear you. I, I, I hear you that it's a different game. But there should be at least some modicum of understanding of these politics. I agree. Like, you think some of these skills transfer over. When she was in the interrogation, she looked like she was just like a deer in headlights, dude. She looked like she was completely panicked. She didn't know, like, they didn't know who to throw in. They didn't know. They, they look completely lost w- without hope. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I, yeah, they, they did. Again, I, I just think that they're two different animals. Yeah. Between the way that they, that this has a, a relevance to kind of how, like, I act in business. So, like, you can never, ever negotiate any kind of deal within my industry from a position of weakness. Why? You don't get a good deal or you don't get a deal at all. They had all the power in that moment, and they acted like they had none. This it's was, like, you know, at least own your decision and go with it. Exactly right. They were apologizing while this was going on. It's like that's not how you do this. You're in power right now. You shouldn't be saying you're sorry and apologizing to all these people as they come in. This reminded me a lot of Dario and Nicole in Rivals Three. Did I did that? <laughs> just remind either of you that because this was very similar where. Bit. Johnny uh, and Nani come into uh, again. Johnny and Nani are, are a part of this. Johnny and Nani come into the situation, or Johnny and Sarah, excuse me. Yeah, so mm-hmm. not not relevant. But Johnny and Sarah come into the negotiation with Dario and Nicole, and Dario and Nicole have the power in this situation. They could send in Johnny and Nani, and by the end of it, Dario is pretty much at, like a, not not apologizing, but just saying we'll do whatever we can to work with you. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think actually that Rivals Three move they did makes some level of sense just in that we're not going to win anyway. So let's just try to get third place. Like that, that was what that really was. It's a very cowardly idea, but that, that was their, their motives at that point. I like, I just, but what I, was I, even crazier about that whole situation though, was the fact that Wes and Nani, Nicole's cousin are literally someone that would take them to the final. Whereas bananas and Sarah, maybe, maybe not. That was what that move was just so stupid. 
But if I if I was yeah, again if I, if I was them, I would have just thrown some heavy hitters out there. So we're putting Johnny Narnie directly in. Let's just get let's just get a really good team out. Let's just do that. Throw the hail mary. Get rid of somebody. Break up those. We'll maximize. We'll maximize our chances of sticking around because I, I don't see any way they're climbing up the ladder of any of these veteran teams. And then there's just no. there's just not many people left. Yeah, I, like not many people left that would be on the bottom. They're just in a bad mm-hmm. a bad situation. I don't really know what they do. I agree with you. Um. It's they're they're just in a tough spot. It'll be interesting to see. I'm I'm really curious to know how many episodes this season is. So Trace, you said that you heard that this season was going to be shorter. How did you? Or like, I guess what information do you have on the length of the season? All I say is I have a source. I don't have a number, but I said, how are you guys going to cram seventeen to nineteen episodes into this season? And they said, who said we were doing seventeen to nineteen episodes this season? Yeah, they're doing twenty six. I mean, I would guess it's probably closer to 15. Yeah. I don't they know how could they surprise would do it us, if they though. I just don't know. I just don't know how you break it. I mean, if they go to the Bloodlines team situation, they're going to really oh, fuck so this up. Me. Like, it would be worst, so bad one of the if worst, they go may, to that. Maybe the worst format they ever did. Made zero sense. I mean, it just incentivized you to throw it so that you could just have control from your partner on the other side. Like, it just made no sense. Because we have 11... How do we feel about the... How, but what, how do we feel about them bringing back the Burger King promotion for this episode? <laughs> that was pretty funny. Who gives a fuck? The challenge, the only place in America Dude. or the world where people get doubly excited about Burger King. Is it, a five, is it 5K to Burger King or just 5K? I think it it's was 5K five... and the Burger King feast. Dude, somebody... no, no, I'm saying, what did Michelle and Jay win? Did they win $5,000? Burger... They did $5,000 So not piece. two Burger King from Burger King. From Burger King. Not two Burger, Burger King. King. Fuck, fuck Burger okay, King. That's what I. That's Basically, I Burger King. Paid, but they even said, like TJ specifically said, you will each win five k. So Jay and Michelle each won five thousand dollars winning that mission. That, that, that might be all they're getting from this season. That, that's probably that. their paycheck. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did really. It really cracked me up when Nerese and Nelson were talking before, and Nerese was talking about how she her Nelson took her on a date, and I I was like ninety nine percent confident she was going to say they went to Burger King as their date. Uh, but it was and actually would you like really that they were ask Nelson to pull that move? <laughs> I mean, he's in pretty good shape. Dude. I don't know what he's eating at Burger King. I mean, all of them were eating fucking Burger King when they were back at the house. Yeah, but that's just because it's what's there. I don't know if Nelson's back at home. He's he's eating a lot of Burger King. Yeah. So the way that it stands right now is there are 11 teams left, seven episodes. If they eliminated one person per episode, that would be seven episodes to leave four people or four pairs for the final. Four pairs. So that would put us at episode 12 for eliminations to run out. And then two episodes for the final, that would put us at 14 episodes. So it would be three short of what they've done historically. I mean, I think that definitely helps a lot with the season. I think that makes it a lot easier for them to to fit in content and make it a quality product as opposed to having to stretch it for another three episodes. So I don't, I don't think I would be too opposed if they did that. I think it would be ideal. I think that we, one of our biggest complaints about these seasons lately is that they're just too long and they drag on. It's like, Hey, let's get to the meat of this and let's get to the end. Like it, it, you can save a bad season a little bit by having some interesting moments along the way and getting it over with. But when you got 19 episodes and it sucks, it's just a chore. So you, I'm hoping that this is a sign of they're heading in the right direction because 
when we were uh, texting with Pat Mayo the other night, this cast is actually pretty good. Like I have zero complaints. The only people that I would have complained about got DQ'd and went home or whatever, you know, like they were just gone. Like who cares? I feel like the focus of the season has been on people that just haven't been big name characters though. Like this was Jay and Michelle's episode by all yeah, intents. But Laurel played the strong supporting actor role in this episode. It was great. <laughs> like last week it was Nelson and Olivia. Like I could really care less about either one of them. I really couldn't have cared about that one. That was harder. Um, but Horatio I mean, it's just also, But that's also like who's been involved. Like, I mean, you, you can only structure this episode on who's winning and who's going to be up for elimination. Because right? we, we know that there was other stuff that they didn't show us that weren't necessarily involved. Oh, episode in well, I think that's part of why they oh. feel like when somebody's actually involved in the meat of the gameplay of the episode, they have to be featured to some level. Which is stupid. They, they need to change the way that it's they do stupid. that. stupid. Just show the best content. That's all people care about. Yeah, but if the content's irrelevant to what's going on, not necessarily. I mean, like what what's going on is a very arbitrary, right? Like that's a very Jenna like, and Zach for ninety minutes really worth that entire episode well, of what was part going of the issue, on. Part of the issue was that wasn't what Zach wasn't even on the season. Like he, that wasn't what was going on. That was Jenna's at home issues. That she and she wasn't winning anything. I know, but they still showed that and yeah, felt but like that, everybody that, wanted that, again. To see that it. wasn't that was completely irrelevant. That was not what was going on. Right. I, I, I'm sympathetic to them to some of us because, like, yeah, they're the ones who've been winning missions. And I don't mind that we get a bit of a diverse, you know, starring cast lineup here. I mean, a lot of these people are going to be out pretty soon. I mean, we still got a couple more. We we got still got some time to kill because it's going to most likely it's going to be Jane, Michelle, Amber B, and Chauncey, uh, Horatio, and Olivia, and then Veronica and Darrell. That's probably going to be what what it is next week. So yeah. we think if like if bananas and Nani went, I would assume it's not Veronica and Doral. I mean, they're, they're kind of out. They're kind of out of teams at that point. Like, who do we think they go to? Why? Why don't you think it would be Veronica and Doral? I mean, Johnny and Doral have worked together for pretty much every season they've been on recently. Yeah, but maybe they would because there's somebody else they can really throw in comfortably. The last time they worked together was Invasion, because in Dirty Thirty they didn't get an opportunity, and Bananas wasn't on Double Agents, and he's not been on All Stars, like. They haven't worked together in a long time. And I don't even know that you can say they worked together on Invasion because they all had to go against each other at some point. So maybe maybe you would say then that that would be the team. But I don't think there's a ton of teams left that are so – a ton of factor trim at the bottom here. No, there isn't. I, I mean, with it's the exception – we just named, I just named three teams, though, that are essentially fat. Kim yeah, but like I said, you have to put four in for the time being. I know. Any of the and also, if you put four in, and then there's the fourth team that's hanging, that fourth hanging team is still very likely to go in because then likely the other two teams are going to gang up on the that one when they're in the, mm-hmm. the draw. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I still think it's going to be very, very chalk next week. I, I, I think it's a very high probability that the four teams that we just went through are the ones that are going to be in. Either that or it's going to be – I actually think it might be full of a lot of drama. Like, I could see – Laurel sitting down with Michelle and Jay and just ripping them a new one. And there, there are lots of possibilities. Well, if she wins. Line. Well, not even if she wins, like, does it, do we really put it past Laurel to gloat a little bit when she gets back to the house? I mean, she might, but like, I don't know what the larger point of that would be just to, just to board in the house, want her dominance, <laughs> I guess, to peacock around. That, I mean, look, they were that. really close to losing this too. Like, they were really close to losing this elimination. Like, I mean, obviously, yes. the puzzle they can do whatever with the editing. No, dude, but it's no, that's, 
no, th- that was the issue that I had with the editing in this episode. I think this was a complete fucking blowout and they edited it to make it look like it was close because when they, yeah, hold on, listen, because when they, you guys didn't I, I'll listen this, to you, you didn't notice this. Uh-uh. So when they supposedly, or when Kim supposedly asked for a check, they didn't show it come out of his mouth. They didn't show his board at no point in time. Did we see what their board looked like? And they just kind of edited something in of TJ, just like kind of like panning over to looking at who knows what. I don't think this was any way, shape, or form a close elimination. I mean, they might have just I, gotten a good shot of it to say well, that. Just, uh, but like, I, I disagree. Is- no, you, look at it. You like, you can't see at no point in time do you get an indication of where Kim and Colleen are. They literally edit around. I'm not going to disagree with you. That. My thing that I disagree with you on is at the thing TJ even announced. You guys only had one piece wrong. Do you like, see, it come, out of, you see that, it come but... out of his mouth? Yes. You yeah, see you it do. come out of his mouth. He's yeah, holding the air horn. He looks He looks at Kim and Colleen and says, hey, guys, just so you know, you only had one piece wrong. So do they did have though? a check. Hmm? You, can, you can say he's lying. To say you think it was a blowout just because they didn't show something. Like, I, I wouldn't agree with that at all. They might have just not got a good shot of it. Like there's a lot we of reasons right why they don't there. show it. What do you mean they didn't have a good shot of Who it? Who knows? The camera breaks down. We have technical difficulties. No, dude, come on. I know you don't even believe that. Happen. I know you don't believe I'm, that. I, I completely believe that we can't say that, oh, it was a blowout. We didn't, didn't get see, a good shot. Based on just the fact that we didn't see something. So uh, I mean, let, let me rephrase that. I don't necessarily, like, I, I'm i just saying that I think they made it look way closer than it probably was. I I there's, there's, there's probably no way we can know because it was a puzzle. I, I'm just, just going to say it's inconclusive because TJ, for all of his TJ-ness, I've never known him to lie to competitors about how they did. Well, he's he's not blowing checking all these pieces. There's people from production. Production could have been like, okay, TJ, they were off by one. You know what I mean? In the same way that that elimination in All-Stars 2 between Brad and Jody and Janelle and Darrell, how much of weight did they say they were off? Like, like point, 0.6 pounds or something. You know, like, do, you, do we really believe that it was off by that much? Or do you think that they just told them to say that it was off by that much? The world will never know. Only the challenge the producers know. know for sure. <laughs> I don't think. We yeah, I, 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 I just think it's inconclusive. I, I can say at the very that, least. Yeah, it's also like it's a puzzle elimination, and it, it didn't see like it's it's a type of thing where like anyone can win this, really. Yeah, yeah so you know I what think- I loved about this elimination, though. Okay, one thing that we've complained about is the peanut gallery helping everybody. The way they positioned the elimination the cast at the rail could not see Laurel and Jack and Kim and Colleen. So they couldn't like feed them answers. The only thing they could see was the blank side and the puzzle that the two of them were putting together. So they actually built the elimination in such a way to keep the peanut gallery cheating from happening. Do you think they did that consciously? Um, I can't speculate on that. I I would like to think they did. I don't know. I would like I to think positive thoughts here and think they did. Um, when I saw that they were doing this, I think what came to mind for me is that this is a really easy one to screw up from a production perspective because you have there's so many details that you have to make sure correctly. And I think that they need to move towards eliminations or just competition features like this where it's less likely that you're going to screw it up. Right. Like I think Survivor does, they, they don't really do things like this, right. Where like it, it requires a lot of like fine checking 
And it's like a puzzle, right? Where it fits together or it doesn't. And I think that would almost, I don't know why the challenge decides that they need to have eliminations or missions or checkpoints in finals where there's like a very fine level of checking what's going on. And there's a very well, like I think it's mar- typically, mar- margin of error. It's typically more visually complex when you have that. Like it's, they, they would mm-hmm. think it's like the people look at it and like, oh, wow, this is like really difficult. Not necessarily because from our perspective, we don't really know how, how well someone's doing when they're doing this. Whereas like if it's a puzzle, no, it's a puzzle, you can see someone progress throughout the puzzle and see how close it is. But like the, like with this one, it's like, okay, there's all these different colors. You got like daggers and skulls. Like all this is like cool. Versus if it's just like numbers up there. Like that's not as appealing to look at. Who said numbers? Like you can make it like shapes or something. Oh, you can make it shapes and do the colors. Like you don't think the missions or the uh, the challenges that they do on Survivor are visually, visually stimulating? I would argue that they're like... I it's very more, different. I would argue that they're way more impressive than the ones that they do on the challenge. I mean, they're trying to do something a little bit different, typically. I mean, I think that they're way different. Like, I think that part of the challenge wants to do is have the the motif of, like, the highest level competition possible. And then that's that's kind of what ha- – that infects a lot of what they do with these eliminations. I, also, I don't think it should be that hard for them to check it, really. Like, I think with any of these things, like, you can even just have, like, freaking sensors in the in the puzzle pieces to let you know when they're in the right spots. I don't, I don't think it should be that hard for them to check it, but I'm saying they fuck it up. You know, like it happens. Well, I think I think we're going at the wrong thing here. I feel like that they should, like, yeah, like you could legit have like sensors in these things that like would tell you when it's in the right spot or not. Right? They would uh-huh. that up, dude. That adds that adds complexity. Like, what you have to, what you should be doing here is reducing complexity. I, I understand from a. They, look, here's the other thing: they care a lot more about it being visually appealing than getting it correct. For sure. I agree. So, like, cause, like how, how many times do we actually, like, how many people know about the whole Brad, Kyle, uh, Cam, Kayla? Very few. Yeah. Very, Very few. few. If you're a fan of this show, you know, but that might be, the circle might not be a whole lot bigger. That's, like, the one thing where I talk about it, and I'm afraid we're going to get, like, taken off the airwaves because of MTV. It's got such a, it got such a, <laughs> really got the, the press out keeping that one quiet. But uh, not many people know, and, like, in reality, not that many people care. Like, baseball was at a tight when steroids was rampant. People don't – honest competition is often overrated. That's why people Yeah, don't. I agree with that because, I, I mean, I remember the steroid-era baseball chase between McGuire and Sosa and Gloss and those guys. Baseball's ratings were higher than they'd ever been. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were huge. And everything, every night, was all about the home run chase between Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. It was a big deal. And – once that hubbub died down, baseball's ratings went down. Did you get, did you know that they've done studies and there has been, I would need to look into this, that there's been no evidence that steroids had a correlation with a home run increase. I could buy that. I could buy that too. It's like now, like people are hitting home runs like crazy. Have you guys followed this at all? Like people are hitting home runs like crazy. And guess what the reason why is now? Deer antler spray. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I think it's probably an adjustment how they. Uh, I think it's better like, than just like well, new, I was nutrition. nutrition. I think it's an adjustment of what's valuable in the sport. No, so what it is is the ball, the ball fundamentally. Oh, that too. Um, yeah, and it made more likely it would make it made it more likely that the the ball was going to travel further, and players noticed that, and so they started to change their swing paths, and so you had small second basemen that originally where their goal was to try and like hit line drives now just trying to like hit it out of the park and it's made 
it's made the situation of the sport like by and large like worse because you either have a home run, you have a walk, or you have a strikeout, and the ball is not put in play as often as it would be to make it more entertaining to watch. And they're trying to work through that. But what were we talking about before? The challenge. Uh, to, to, to whether the whether they care if the eliminations are fair or not. No, they don't give a fuck. They don't care. I don't know that I think that it matters to us and like more inside inside baseball fans, but uh, I don't know that it matters that much in terms of a larger audience. No, nobody ever notices really when they think aren't fair. Because my my thing with the elimination too is that if it was really that close an elimination, do you think Laurel and Jack are going to start completely over on their puzzle? Well, they don't know what the other team is doing, and if they mess it yeah. up, they mess it up. You got to restart it. I think, I, think it was the smart, I think it was the smart move because you have to check every piece. Because if you, this is the type of elimination where you literally just have to go one by one with each block again. There's no other way to fix it. Like, how would they have any clue how well they were doing? Came in, uh, they didn't. I don't remember how it was oriented. They can't see in any because, way. But they're on, like, they're on opposite sides. Like, they're really going to, like, like, looking, even if they could see their board. Like, there's no way they could check their board with their... Like, it just wouldn't work. So, I, no I don't know that they... The doing? Like, no one can see how the other team's doing? Not really. Like, you're trying to get the puzzle pieces correct. You can have all the pieces up there and be in the completely wrong spots. And, like, you're not... I don't think you'd really be able to tell from this game. Yeah, but if you can see, like, how many have, they have on the board, it's like, oh, shit, they're at least going to come close to getting a check. Yeah. I suppose. I mean, like, I, I think an article could just throw them all up on there and it's not close. I don't... But I, I, I think that the, we just don't know in terms of how close it actually was. It certainly seems like it was somewhat close. And again, this is the type of elimination where anyone can win. Yeah. What did you guys think about TJ's line about Laurel getting redemption from her last elimination in that episode? It kind of made me laugh a little bit. To get a little call back to Benedict Laurel. I'm surprised, they didn't, I'm surprised they didn't do the DX suck it as they were going down. Mm-hmm. The that would have been epic. <laughs> I would have popped huge. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I never watched the recent the um, unedited footage from that elimination on the documentary. I do actually want to go back. And watch it's that. actually really good. That's the best part of the whole documentary. Yeah, I, I, I want to go back and watch that. The other, the other interesting, the other interesting sort of B plot from this episode was the Veronica and Nisa uh, back and forth. I thought it was interesting. There was they had like court, uh, confessions from the two of them back, like back to back, where Veron or. Um, Anissa said that like, oh, Veronica had this like unspoken connection with each other. We just kind of get it. And Veronica's like, in her next confession, I was like, oh no, we need to like have a conversation. Like that, we need to have a verbal talking of what we're at. Cause I'm not comfortable with Anissa because she's got all these friends that haven't been around in a while. Especially and when it's only seemed like she highlighted that. What? Especially when it's Anissa, and we've seen situations mm-hmm. like this where she supposedly has a friendship with someone, and that means absolutely nothing yeah. to what happens in the game. Like, Wes was like, oh, Anissa's, like, one of my best friends. And Anissa throws Wes in the second episode. Throws him in. No no problem. Oh, first episode, yeah. <laughs> um, so um, I, you know, go ahead. I was just going to say, I get when you're somebody like Veronica. Or I also like when you're Jay and Michelle, where Laurel Laurel just has a lot of friends in the house. When somebody has connections like that. Even if you have a connection yourself, you, you want to figure out where you are in the repecting order. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right. I'm going to start calling Kenny and um, 
KC team milk carton because they're not even in like I don't think Kenny's had a single confessional this whole year. <laughs> he, he's had some. How many did he have this episode? Had, I, I mean, it was memorable. Let's put it that way. And KC is definitely had... not the person that is explaining the missions anymore. <laughs> so, guess what's the most confessionals one of them has had in an episode? Three. Two. Yeah, Devin. Uh, I have Casey down for two confessionals in episode one, and then they both had one in episode two and one in episode three in Hudson's. Guess who? Absolutely. Because Casey is wallpaper on this show. Wallpaper. Guess who lead? Do you and Rob? If you know the answer, don't say it. Guess who leads the season in confessionals? Jack. Do you know Rob? No. Um, I mean, Horatio, I could be different maybe? than how they. I could be da- different than how they had it. Take a guess. I think did I have it. I think I still had it as Tori, but I'm not positive with that. With that. No, not even I was going to go Horatio because he's been in like every. You know, they have been in a lot. Foursome. Olivia with 35. Okay. Horatio with 31. Nelson with 27, mm-hmm. and then Tori with 26. That makes sense. I mean, they, again, they've been in, they've been in the mix pretty much every episode. So, can you imagine they bring Johnny Bananas in? Pay him a ton of money to show up, and they're not using much of his content at all. I mean, like I'm sure he is seeding. I mean, if well, you he's always it, got like, good confessionals, though. Like even if he's not doing a lot in the game, his commentary and insight is usually pretty good, and they're just not doing it. I think it's with Johnny's past couple of seasons. He's typically had like a gimmick or two that he kind of runs with, and that he's not like always that involved. Like on Total Madness, he's the partner with Wes. They do like a fun. They do. He'll, he has like a stuff with D. Like he has quite a bit on that. We we don't know what they're but leaving out run. because like we've already heard about a bunch of stuff that happened this season that they left out that he was involved in. Well, we heard about the one thing with Norris and um, yeah, uh, Raven. That was one. I, but maybe he's just not. Maybe he's just not that present. I I I don't think we can have any idea. I don't think we we can say that we know. Well, well, the one thing we've seen for certain this season is there may, they've been really trying to highlight just who's winning, who's in elimination. Yeah. That's when destroying yeah. every episode. They're the people who are going to be involved. So if you're not – like the one episode he was somewhat yeah. involved in was the one where he had 91. So if you're not winning, I think that's – you're not winning or you're not going in, you're just going to be on the sidelines. That is yeah. another drawback with this format. As we look at something like World of the Worlds 1, with that format, you either won the mission, you're one of the three in the Troika, so you were one of the people making the decision – um, or you had the uh, relic, which meant you had been really involved in the last episode, probably, and then you weren't eligible for elimination. But then everybody else was on the table, so then everyone else you uh-huh. had to like, okay, this person could be going in, this person could be going in, or this person's making the decision. Like everyone else had some stake to be involved in the episode, which has certainly not been the case here, where Casey and Kenneth don't talk. Because we could honestly, we could remove the interrogation from this entire season. Like if if they just cut that Please. out of, out of the show, and Please. We found out after the fact that that was part of the season. We would never know the fucking difference. Well, what they need to do is just go back to, like, the power couple dinners. Like, they had an X's 2, where the team who would win would have, like, their little pizza or fried chicken dinner. And then they'd call over other teams as they saw fit to, like, talk to them about stuff. And then, like, you don't have to air that if you don't don't want to air it. And Mm -hmm. if it's actually an interesting conversation, you can show it. But the way this is structured, if we only see two of the four teams that are in the interrogation, we'll wonder what happened to the other one. I think there's a lot of things that we could trim out that would just free them up to show the interesting content that we've heard has happened but not aired. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been my thing. The interrogation and then the draw, I've 
long as soon as they came on in the season. Just get them out of here. I don't need them. Do we want to talk about the mission? Because I think that's really the last bit of interesting content from the episode. What do we think? I thought it was fine. I thought it, you know it was just, the pace was relatively brisk compared to other missions, and I tested a variety of skills. I certainly didn't have any problems with it. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Two heats. Um, yep. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't think I really have anything to say about it. I, it was yeah. pretty much just endurance. That was pretty much the only skill that was tested. That's all um, it was. And can you row a boat well? Which is definitely a valuable skill when it comes to the challenge, as we've learned. How how do these people know? That's true. That? Yeah, like they always have some either in the final, like a kayak piece. Not, not everybody has this, a canoe, they, Trace. But I, you don't even need that. Like you could go to a state park near you and rent a kayak and learn how to kayak. I don't know that it's that easy for everybody to get a kayak. I mean, everybody has some. I mean, Trace is calling us from a long time right three now, hours. so clearly he's very experienced in, the, in these endeavors. This is also so, true. Just, so now, if you're like in, if you're like in New York or like Beverly Hills, like do you really have is there like canoes around that you can just go get? A kayak's different than a fucking rowboat, which is what they yeah. were on. You know, like I don't know, like I could go like. That would be a hard one to practice. I'm with you. I, a kayak, you can find a way to go practice. A rowboat like that, not not a chance. They've never done that before, have they? Oh, I think they have. Like, I know they've done kayaks and they've done, like, white water type stuff, but I can't remember. Or they rowed like, on Inferno 2 in the final. That was like a raft, they, right? I can't remember. It was a raft. And then I'm like thinking of the Rats 1 mission, but it was just a canoe with an oar. You know, it wasn't like rowing. I don't know. I, can't I think you should probably be experiencing a variety of aquatic transportation devices, seemingly. I, mean, I think that's almost more important than swimming, honestly. Like everyone always talks about swimming, but they're in boats as often as they're actually just in the water. I don't know about that. You need to be able to swim for like a solid two minutes. Like, can you swim and keep moving for two minutes? That's really the skill you need for swimming. Like you don't have to be great. Can you just keep moving for two minutes to get from point A to point B? Like that is, that is an essential skill. And then you really need to know how to like pilot a boat, whether it's a kayak or a canoe or something. It just asked Eric Kaczynski about that from all stars one. All right. What else do we want to talk about? We 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 brushed over the emo party. I think some of the costumes. Do, do, do were you want to keep? Do you want to give your five minute rundown and see if there's anything we missed? Sure, we can do that. Um, I think people actually like this too because of comments. Uh, people want us to do it at the beginning of the episode. I think people just want wish that we would spend more time on it. Um, which okay, well, we, 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 we did at the beginning of the episode. We probably would. So, all right, so fa- fast, fastest five minutes. Uh, people come back from the challenge. Uh, Michelle says that. Uh, people are taking it easy, nominating the rookies. Um, and she said that they're pretty much the closest thing to rookies once after the rookies are gone. They have a pool party. Laurel says that she's been in vet school for four years. Nor- Nelson and Olivia are shown together in the pool. Horatio's with Olivia. This is where they kind of do the, the love scene montage. <laughs> Next scene, Darrell talks with Veronica about who, sh- who they should throw in if they win, which I thought was kind of weird because, like, why include this? They don't win. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it just didn't really make any sense to include it. 
Well, uh, that's one thing for this episode we didn't talk about as much is they really built up this feint of a throw-in between Veronica and Darrell towards Anissa and Jordan. Like, they were really like, oh, they're going to do it, and they didn't do it. Yeah, I thought that that was weird. Like, I honestly don't even, like, I feel like you could do something more productive with the pool party. You know what I mean? They could have showed more, yeah. more engaging content there. Next scene, we get Jay and Jack uh, singing the song that they made up at the emo party. I thought it was funny when Casey had the uh, chain and boxing glove. Kenny with the makeup was hilarious. This is where Jack uh, says that Jay and him have a good friendship. Tori borderline looks like a buff Avril Lavigne in this scene. And then Jay says that he could see Jack becoming a close friend. After that, (laughs) Michelle... uh, says that she feels something off about Laurel. This is where we kind of get the 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 foreshadowing. I think of she what was just scared of her, man. I think that's what it was. I think I a agree. lot of women probably are. I think are. everybody's scared of Laurel for the most part. <laughs> women and men. Everyone is scared yeah. of Laurel. Amber, uh, this is a, and this was in a conversation between Amber B and Michelle. Uh, and this is where Amber B, uh, and I think this was an interesting editing choice. This is where Amber B says that Michelle gets paranoid. Um so I think that's kind of the picture. That Amber B. Amber B. certainly knows paranoia when she sees. Yeah, it, so. she knows paranoia Amber well. B. It's the pot in the fucking kettle with that one. <laughs> Amber B. is calling me paranoid. There's definitely some validity to it. <laughs> Everyone gets ready for the challenge, and then we get to the mission. We don't really need to go into too much detail with the mission. We have the two heats. The first heat is won by Jane Michelle, and this is after. Laurel did get Jack and herself a pretty decent lead, but Jack just doesn't seem like he's that great of a swimmer. Um, Heat two, Devin and Tori are pretty much have a commanding lead the entire time. Fessy and Mariah were somewhat close, but Mariah, as we came to find out, does not know how to row a boat whatsoever. And Kim is apparently a savant at that as Kim and Colleen take second place. For the second heat, Jay and Michelle win. We go 5K back. 5K from Burger King. Yeah, they win 5K from Burger King. We get back to the house. They have the Burger King feast. Darrell says that he thinks Jay and Michelle are going to make big moves. And I don't know if you could really say that they made a big, big move. Like, I I've, I don't know. Questionable moves, but that's about it. We get to interrogation. And... It, it seems like they were pretty much in large consensus on who that they would want to throw in. Jay and Jack, or, or excuse me, Jack and Laurel are said pretty quickly. Anissa and Jordan are thrown up fast. Kim and Colleen are put out there pretty much undisputed. Michelle wants to throw in Johnny and Nani. Or does, yeah, she wants to put in. She does yeah. not want to throw out Johnny and Nani. She wants to put in Jarrell and Veronica. That's ultimately who they go with. And when the rest of the cast sees the the choices that were made by Jay and Michelle for who to throw into uh, potentially get eliminated, Olivia says that everyone is pretty surprised by the choices. Johnny and Nani both look at each other pretty befuddled and say that they're surprised that they don't see uh, their name up there. And Johnny says maybe it was made by mistake and they misspelled their names. (laughs) and so Johnny and Nani both look at each other. And this is why I don't think it was necessarily a completely bad move because at the end of the day, Johnny and Nani both look at each other and like, well, fuck, I guess we owe them one, you know? So I just don't know how they can really deliver on just that. How they can deliver on that. Like they've got too many other people to take care of. Like Maybe they don't throw them directly in. We'll, we'll see, right? I, I think time will tell. But the, the I think the format, 
is probably going to change, right? It has to change, especially as we get less and less people. There's no way that they can continue to throw four pairs in every single week. Anissa doesn't get why she's on the board. Jack feels like he's blindsided, and we get into interrogation. Veronica, this is where Veronica kind of treats them like children, like a mom talking to her son and daughter about what they did wrong and why it doesn't make sense. Kim and Colin. I was half expecting like Matt Foley to come in and start talking about how he lives in a van down by the river. Kim and Colleen come in, and I don't think anything comes from this conversation whatsoever. They could have completely removed no. this. Jordan and Nisa, I don't think really anything productive comes out of this. Well, why do we think they felt so burned? Like, I mean, like I, that was interesting to me. Just you, is that just what you do because you want to fake like you have a relationship with them? You would if you don't. I don't yeah. know. I didn't really get it. I think it's just strategy. It's just like. It's a way to not be the team that gets pulled in automatically. That's it. I mean, uh-huh. if you're Jordan and Anissa, and Jay, and you know Jay and Michelle are on the bottom, and you know all this other stuff. I mean, maybe they're pissy because they didn't throw in Horatio and Olivia or Amber and Chauncey. Like they're like there were other options besides us. There were a lot of other options. But there, there were, there were, there they were terrible choices, in my opinion. My, my thing is, too, is if you put like four of these really big hitter teams up there, at the very least, you're going to make one of them have to burn one of the other ones because once they get to like the draw, maybe that causes some sort of fish where you can take advantage of. That's so, why you throw the Hail Mary. And so if they're trying to throw in people, I, and I don't know if they're doing this, this was just speculation by me at the start, that if they're trying to throw in people that they perceive as less likely to win missions, I don't really get why they're throwing in Jordan and Anissa because Jordan and Anissa have already like come close to winning one or two missions a season. And as we've seen in the past, like I, I think there's like some type of viability to the idea that they would win one going forward. Uh, Denise has actually been quite good at missions. Now, obviously Jordan has been successful in them as well. Who, who do we think they should have put in instead? Like who would have just been the other worst team? Uh, let's go down the list. Uh, like Nelson and Reese are the ones you would say, but they just won. Like I can get why they 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 all they just won. And Jay and Nelson are actually very good friends. That's not always talked about. So I get why they wouldn't want to put them in. Yeah, but suppose supposedly Jack and uh, <laughs> Jay were good friends too. I mean, Jay and Nelson are like like living next to each Outside other. Outside the show, friends, actually, not friends. show friends. Yeah, yeah. But we also had the Nerese is not as scary as a Laurel is. <laughs> No well, one's also, as scary as Laurel. We, we also had the moment early on in the season when Jay and Michelle were in the group of four and they had the conversation about who the, they were going to save between Johnny Middlebrooks and whoever the other pair was. And it seemed Horatio like and Olivia. Jay was like pretty close to sending in Johnny. Um, it, it seemed like there was yeah. definitely a chance. He, he ultimately did not. Well, but... Michelle really wanted him to. That was what it was, I think, is that she really wanted him to and Jay didn't. I know, and they were close to actually doing it. That's what I'm saying. And so it seems like whether or not he's friends with someone can be somewhat flexible in Fluid. their decision that they make. <laughs> okay, let's keep moving on the interrogation. We get to the interrogation where Laurel and Jack come in. Laurel completely stonewalls uh, both of them. Her and Jack don't talk. Uh, they ultimately do and, until Michelle asks them oh, if they're going to And Jay says, Jay brings up the reason why that they're there is because I thought this was funny that they included this, that Jay said that the reason why that they were there is because they 
pretty much ran out of people and you're not going to betray your friends. So he's pretty much telling Jack that he is not his friend. And I thought this was a really good episode by Jack. I, I think I've been impressed with Jack on the season as a whole. He's shown the ability mm-hmm. that he, how he acts towards people is not necessarily how he's feeling and what he's, he's thinking, right? Because we get the scene. Well, we'll talk about it when we get to the scene. So we're done with interrogation. Michelle says that they're going to get so much shit for not putting in Nani and bananas. After the interrogation, we get the scene where Jay and Michelle talk to Johnny and he says that he was shocked by not seeing his name and that they will he will try and repay them at some point. We get after that the scene between Jack and Jay where they talk and they kind of come together about what happened. And Jack says that he's not showing Jay how upset he actually is. And he's kind of giving him lip service that he feels okay. And he thinks that he had to do what he had to do. After that, we get a conversation between Jack and Laurel and tells Laurel that he didn't explain it or that Jay didn't explain to Jack why that they were thrown in. And he says that he was actually kind of, his feelings were kind of hurt um, by Jay throwing him in and he felt kind of blindsided. We get a I will not for, what is that when he says I will not forget and I do not forget anything ever. Yeah. yeah. Uh we get a conversation between Anissa and Michelle, and Anissa says that she got some type of assurance from Michelle that they wouldn't be the main boat. And this is where they splice in a converse or a, a confessional, I think, from Veronica, where she says that Anissa is good at the political and social aspect of the game. After that Veronica uh, says, and this is in a conversation with Darrell, that her and Darrell don't fit into any of the strong veteran alliances and who they should save if they're the ones who pick the safe dagger. And this is where we kind of get the the build up into the conversation or the, the kind of uh, red herring that Rob mentioned before about the fact that Darrell and Veronica might save Kim and Colleen because they keep ending ending up down there. And if they're going to keep ending up down there, it may make sense for them to come to an agreement to throw in the third person every time, which I think is is a good argument. Um, Yeah. Michelle talks to Laurel. This is where we get the conversation between Michelle and Laurel, where Laurel is telling Michelle, I don't get what you want from me. Like, what, what do you want? And I think it took Michelle being explicit, explicit to be like, how are we going to move forward from here? It, it really like, I don't even think it's explicit, explicit enough. You just need to say, is there how, is there a way we can work together? Moving yes, forward? That's exactly. That's all she needs to say. Don't fucking beat around the bush. She's, she should be like, let's work to eat with each other. Like, I, I don't she want should, you to come out of this gunning for us. Like, let's make something happen. It seems like if you're like a guy who's been like hanging out with a girl for like a really long time and you've just been the two of you a lot, but you've never actually been like explicitly dating. And then yes. one of you tries to be like, okay, so like, what are we like? What are like, you know, how do you see us? Like, it's like that. It's like you just need to be explicit. Like, okay, are we in a relation? Are we going to be in a relationship, or are we yeah. not going to be in a relationship? That, that's pretty much what's going on here. It's the exact same conversation. Yeah. We get to elimination. They decide to throw in Laurel and Jack, which I don't know if we've talked about that component of it, component of it specifically. We what, did what it. What do we think about that decision? Because they didn't have if to. If you're going to burn the bridge, I guess just let it on fire, right? Just like, torch it. Just, just let's just go scorch earth because we know it seems like we're not going to be in their plans moving forward. I think they yeah. must have just not known that there was, or they must have known that there was no way that they were going to be able to salvage this relationship. I agree. That yeah, that's my thought too. 
But if, we, if you're just in their spot out of the four, like, you'd like to at least get somebody with a bit more pedigree out of the game, right? Like, I think by getting Kim and Colleen out, that almost just moves you higher, like, further down the totem pole. Like, it now you're completely the, the team that's going to get put in directly in every time. It's just That's one, why it was such a stupid move. It's just another person that you could potentially beat in elimination, right? It, it, mm-hmm. At least there's a, a chance that that's who you could go in against when you inevitably, inevitably end up down there. I think with them, with Jay and Michelle, like they're just very elimination dependent. Anything like strength based, they're losing to pretty much anybody in the house. And then if it's like something like this, I think they could beat anybody in. Um, or if it's something like agility or dexterity based, like I think they'd almost be the favorites in a lot of matchups with that. So I, I don't even know from an elimination matchup perspective if that as much as just like Kim and Colleen were the clear bottom tier rookie team. And then now with them gone, and now you guys might be the bottom tier rookie team. Now you're getting playing directly in every time. We get the elimination. Laurel and Jack win. And that's it. It's the end of the episode. Finn. All right. Thank you for listening, Those everyone. Uh, I think we're good. Let's are we going to do power rankings at all this season, or are we just foregoing that? Next episode, we'll do it. I mean, like, what the fuck are we going to say here? Like, Nothing has changed from my preseason prediction yet. So, I mean, it's yeah, just exactly I what I said. No, nobody's been knocked off to this point. We, we have, like, no deeper knowledge of how the relationships at the top look. Um, they've, they, they've literally given us none of that. We, we essentially know that uh, we, we, we've just seen a lot of the rookies. That, that's what it's been. We, we've seen more of Horatio and Olivia than we have a lot of the veterans that are in the house. All the veterans combined. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you again soon.